0: Thanks for listening. This is Momentum, the entrepreneurship podcast for photographers. I'm your host, Nate Grahek, portrait photographer and entrepreneur. Join me each week as I interview the most successful and inspiring photographers in our industry. We bring you innovative and proven business strategies you can use to shift the momentum in your own photography business, giving you the freedom to do more of what you love in business and in life. Welcome, everybody. thanks so much for tuning in today's episode. I've got an exciting guest today I'm talking to Todd Watson. Usually, I bring in other experienced either marketers or um, photographers, but today I'm really excited to to have another founder, uh, somebody who's been working helping photographers. For even longer than I have. For over 12 years, he's been running Show It, helping other photographers with their websites and their marketing. Todd, welcome to today's show.
1: Hey, thank you, Nate. It's great to be here. And uh, it's a great introduction. Appreciate uh, you having me here.
0: Um, yeah, you've you've seen a lot of things happen <laughs> in the industry. You've been along th- for, for a lot of it. And um, what what is it that gets you so excited about helping photographers?
1: Yeah, I, I, it's been definitely an interesting season of, of, or different seasons, even watching it go from film to digital and really seeing digital take off. Uh, it's amazing. It's only been uh, 12 years and all that has happened and now digital is doing that. But I, I love uh, the art side of photography. I love to be around people who are creative and um, get to see the world in uh, through a different lens. You know, they, it, it's amazing that you can be in different situations and have so many different Perspectives, and I love seeing that. But then also love the aspect of someone who's decided to step out and create something, you know, create work, but then also create a business. And mm-hmm. so many photographers that have, have taken that on and, and said, "Okay, I love this art side, but I also want it to be a business. I want it to be something that I can use to um, help feed my family and and really be the thing that uh, sustains um, their organization." You know, their family and organization and Mm -hmm. and building something up. So I love the entrepreneur side of that, especially.
0: Yeah. Same. I I think I'm glad you brought that up. It reminds me, I'm going to butcher the quote, but Seth Godin um, talked about the vulnerability of it's one thing to be an artist, but when you decide to get paid for your art, there's this amazing vulnerability it takes and it's to put your, this risk to put yourself out there and say, this is my work, and it's good enough to charge yeah. for. It. Like it's good enough to, that you, that I'm going to sell it, and I'm, it's going to be a business. And I think that's a really, um, it's a really important leap. I think it's exciting that wh- wh- regardless of the type of business you, you as a photographer want to run, whether it's part time on the side, um, whether it's just seasonal or if it's full time, you it's photography has created this amazing avenue for so many people to express their creative side and earn a living or earn extra money along the way. It's, it's a pretty exciting
1: era to be a photographer. Um, yeah. And I, I would even say with that, that, you know, that we've seen the technology get better and better and better when it comes to the, the photography industry, but that hasn't, Some people were scared like, Oh, the people are going to need photographers once this technology for the photography is going to be better. But what we've seen is that it's really accelerated the, ability to create something amazing and and now even more than ever people really want to hire photographers to get that that perfect shot or that um that experience i mean you just see when someone's a professional at using the the tools that are now so awesome they can create even you know just really amazing things so yeah totally great time to be a photographer
0: yeah i'm i think i'm <clears throat> I'm tempted to go into the weeds and go with technology. We're both into technology and it's evolution. I can't believe that the iphone the original iphone uh was launched over ten years ago like time is just yeah. flying by what it what works online the technologies the how we get there all of these things continue to change so fast and you you've been there for a lot of it helping photographers adapt to this new world over and over again but what i want to do is uh, while while i love going really deep guys with with individual like photographers that are really kicking butt we get a little snapshot of their world what's going to be special about today's episode is todd has this macro view so he's been not only over time, but all over thousands of photographers, of what's working um, in their marketing, what's working on their website, um, just with the, the huge audience that he's grown and, and photographers that he's helped. So we're going to dig in really deep today into just what what do you need on a website? Uh, there's all of this like uh, there's, there's so many different articles. There's so many different recommendations about what do you need for a website to work? And we're going to walk through the importance of video, um, imagery, of course, we're photographers, but I think we're going to dig deeper into how many images you need and what should they be of, um, some basic, simple details that a lot of people miss. And then we'll wrap up with, Um, the state of blogging is, is blogging required. And if you're going to do it, how often do you need to do it? And what should you be blogging about? Sound good?
1: Yeah, it's awesome. That's
0: great. (laughs) All right. all right. So let's jump in. Um, I think that I want to frame it first with, I like talking about what's the goal of a website. I think you started in the pre-call you talked about a lot of us as photographers and creatives. We really need our websites to, to be a reflection of our art of our personality, of our style and our aesthetic, but making a, is, is making a pretty good looking website enough?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think this is the thing that uh, really started our company and and was the thing that we, we looked around and we saw that there was people creating websites, but when, when they were done with their website, it was like, man, this just feels like everybody else. And mm-hmm. um, while you know, while that may be a good start for a lot of people, when you start to feel stuck and you're like, man, I'm in, I'm in a site that I, I, you know, it just doesn't really feel like who my business is or my brand or, or, or what I want uh, someone um, who sees this to, to feel. Because I think that, that's a huge piece of what's happening and in in, in what goes on online right now is that your website becomes your storefront. It is the thing that people walk by and right. and kind of see get this experience of like oh you know that looks interesting and if you're walking through a mall and you, and you see different storefronts they carefully carefully craft what's in that storefront so that it attracts certain people and it repels certain people i mean it it's meant to be a thing that says okay this is this is my people this is where i want to be and so when you feel stuck with your website and you don't feel like you can have it be a reflection of who you are or what your business is trying to create, then you really lack that ability to connect uh, deeply with with a client who's who's coming to visit your site. So, for us, we really believe that you need to have that creative freedom that says, "Yeah, start here, but make this something that is is really you," uh, so that you can connect with that client. Because ultimately, I think that's that would be what I would say is. The, you know the main primary thing of, of your website is to connect. You know, yeah, totally. What, you know, ultimately, we'd hope that would lead to them reaching out to you, or you know, filling out a contact form, or sending you a text message, or whatever it is that that leads to that next step in that relationship. But there has to be a connection there first, mm-hmm. uh, and so so that's what um, I'd say you're looking for in your website is creating that connection.
0: Yeah, I think you've got to speak to those. People choose the businesses that they work with um, for uh, subconscious emotional reasons, and then later justify it with logic. Right? Uh, and I think yeah. and it's that emotional aspect that that it, it's there's it, there's an art and a science to to web design, and it evolves over time. But over, over the last decade or so, there's some standards that have evolved and, and some new te- technology that, that we can support. For example, 10 years ago, we couldn't really have video on our websites, but now they say a, 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 an image uh, is worth a thousand words. Well, a video is worth even more than that, right?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And, and we see that over and again, that when people can see a face and see, it, uh, see someone talking, it immediately begins to lend that credibility mm-hmm. of who of who somebody is you know when you, when you see someone 's face and you see them talking um, you you start to get an idea and a, and a shape and an image of what it's like to to work with this person um, or what it 's like uh, to be around them and so when you have video on your website it it jumps you ahead of the of everyone around you who hasn't chosen to put a video of themselves on their site
0: absolutely, I think that we are. There's all of these things. I talk about breaking down the decision to hire a photographer. It's this. It's very easy for us as photographers to collapse it into just this singular decision where when I was first getting started, I would look at my Google Analytics and I would see, oh, I've got 100 visitors this week and nobody called me. All 100 people must hate my work. <laughs> 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 and I had, I had to learn that people are visiting your site for a variety of reasons that random Google search. They're looking at a friend's pictures or a family's pictures and 99% of the time they're not there. They have not decided to book a photographer today. That's not exactly why they're there. They're just there to learn some, learn more and, and build trust. And I think that one of the points, another point I want to make is what has changed not only the technology we could go on for hours about how the technology has changed and Mm -hmm. impact mobile has played but i think mobile's played a really big part in this next point i'm going to make is that we don't necessarily slow down to read web uh, web, web websites like we used to there's a lot more scanning we're really quick um And we're, it's about establishing trust. I want to come back to video in a second, but it's this, um, so let's just talk about weddings for a second. Everywhere you are, it seems like every year there's a new story, a local story of, of some photographer just ruining the day, whether they forget, (laughs) don't show up, whether they, they do and the pictures are terrible or they miss stuff or they're rude to guests or whatever it might be. Or they fall in a fountain or something. Exactly. I hope somebody gets that on camera. Let's make for the best gifts. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think the reality is that we, as consumers, all of us have grown increasingly skeptical. And so what that means, when you combine the fact that we, everybody, all of us are less patient, we scroll, we don't read, and we're skeptical, it takes us longer to build trust, we almost assume like the negative now. Um, it makes us as marketers, as owners of businesses, gosh, that makes that challenge harder and harder every year. These, this trust hurdle that we have to overcome. And the way we overcome it is by demonstrating credibility and gradually building that trust little by little. And what I love about your recommendation of video is how – you mentioned right away showing your face. So a lot of times I, I also tell people, you got to sh- show what you sell and people buy from people, not from businesses. Right. And oh, yeah, so let's, sure. let's dig into the, what do you, what well, you've seen hundreds of people with video on their website? What do you think is the right approach to getting a good video? How long should it be? What are some different, what should it, what should you show?
1: Yeah, we've definitely seen the gamut. And I think, the ones that I love, you know, if if you can hire a professional videographer to shoot something, you're definitely going to get uh, an experience that I I feel like is really worth it when it comes to your to what's going to be seen on your site. But like, it doesn't have to start there. I think a great place to start is you know just even with a your DSLR or your iPhone, mm-hmm. um, having somebody actually shoot the a video of you doing your work. So if you're s- shooting senior portraits, or if you're shooting a wedding or an engagement session. That someone is trailing and actually getting video of you working um and then just even a couple interviews with clients is a huge thing um to hear someone else talking about you uh, and seeing their face because we've all we all trust reviews to a certain degree sometimes we're skeptical skeptical ah, skeptical of those mm-hmm. and if you see someone's face and actually see them talking about another person it, you'll establish that trust as well so I, I definitely encourage any kind of video that will have faces, your face especially, talking about what you do and why you love it, but then uh, other people talking about you and why they love the experience of working with you, and then an actual any kind of footage of seeing you using a camera. Because when you think about a photographer, you could have all kinds of experiences. You could have someone that has a vest with Forty lenses on it, you know, and a whole backpack and whatever else. And they're like, is that the guy that they want at their wedding, or do they want someone who looks classy and sharp and is, you know, someone that could be their their you know BFF? That's going to be someone who's going to be right with them at the uh, you know fixing their bow tie and making sure that they look just right. There's all kinds of experiences that a photographer can provide, and getting a little glimpse of what it would be like to have you at their event or at the whatever it is that that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Like that is the translation. And seeing a little glimpse of that in video really sets the tone for someone to say, Oh yeah, this is what I'm looking for in a photographer. I mean the right. images for sure are going to say, yes, they can produce the quality of work that I want, but we all know that clients can't tell the difference between really great photography and passable photography. Right. But right. but they will they will judge what they feel like they're going to experience with the person that's going to be behind that lens. And so mm-hmm. giving a little glimpse of that is going to really help someone uh, make that call.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I think that it's at the end of the day, video is just incredibly efficient, right? It's, it checks all of these boxes of establishing trust and letting somebody get to know what you're like, what your personality might be like. And it's all so much of this as subconscious. And when we just look at, how long it would take for them to read a story or read a book, All of those things are worthwhile. But when you compare just an, in a, a website with just images and good copy versus a really good intro, um, I, was talk, talk, I will share in the show notes my buddy Brian Bossany. He's in, based here in Minnesota too. He's got a beautiful show at website. Yeah. And what caught my attention immediately is this great video he has. And I want to get technical for a second because he does, uh, when you've got a good video, um, you guys have have a feature, I think, where you can put like an MP4 video Mm -hmm. as the background of the hero. So on a big screen, a video with no audio can just kind of roll in the background. Yeah. That, I think that makes an amazing first impression. Uh, um, oh, yeah. and then, and then secondary, you've got the actual video with audio that's embedded in a player um, down below.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's huge. I mean, using a canvas like that, uh, you know, a section of your site where you kind of get this rolling, you know, even slow-mo type footage of, of, uh, you know, you in action. I think that those are great as a picture of what it's like. And, uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, so, um, those are, that's like a, when you guys take a look at Brian's site, I think that's a good place to strive for. Um, I don't know what, what Brian invested to make that happen. I think that, um, let's talk like tactics of how, what different degrees of getting a video done. Um, some of the tools you could use and different approaches. I'm going to run, run down my quick ones. And then Todd, you can list any that I missed. So one, yeah. I think you can start simple. Just like you said, using an iPhone, um, using iMovie, uh, Animoto, or anything like that um, yeah. is better than nothing. Um, I think when you get to the right part of your business, investing in, with a, a videographer, um, the, the tricky part is I think as your business grows, it means you can start making bigger investments with longer-term ROI, Yep. right? So, so if you're in a place in your business where if you invest a thousand bucks, you need to get that thousand bucks back like next week, then you can start smaller. But if you're more established and your business is grossing 50 to a hundred thousand dollars a year, then, and you can afford to wait a season to see the full ROI of that video. Then I think it makes more sense to invest five to 10 grand in an, an amazing produced video. Um, but if you're doing it yourself, also, I would look at possibly doing a partnership, seeing how you could do some kind of trade or partnership with yeah. a videographer in your area. Um, somebody who's just getting started, it's going to be who's passionate about video. They're going to give you a, a good discount um, to, to use for their portfolio, etc. Um, and one of the, the
1: things that I would add to that, too, is, is, is when... Uh, if you're shooting a wedding, for instance, and there is a videographer at that wedding, we've seen a lot of people who will talk to that videographer beforehand and say, hey, while this wedding is going on, can you shoot a couple um, just shots of me shooting? You know, like yeah. just so that I have some stock footage of that. Yeah. Um, and typically a bride and groom, you know, you can r- run that by them. They're, they're not going to care that the videographer, you know, is shooting all day, all you know, focused yeah. on the wedding, but totally. a couple extra shots in there you know, if they've already had all the equipment and all that, and you, you guys are working together. Uh, that's a great it. idea. It's all
0: there. It's going to take literally seconds. Like you we're, we're talking the, the this B roll footage. It's worth its weight in gold. And it really, once, once everybody's there it's that's the, the effort to do it and deliver it is really minuscule. Um, yeah. And I think, so that, that would probably be the one of the first assets to get is you B roll and the audio doesn't matter. Of, mm-hmm. of you working. And I think if I were to say like, Holy grail, the best things to get would be you laughing and smiling with your laughing and smiling clients. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> which Brian does yeah. great too. He's constantly smiling. Uh, I think that, that people trust people that smile, right? And we, we like people that smile. It's contagious. It's like a yawn. So if you can get that, that's gold. And then the other technical things I like to recommend for people who are nervous on camera, when you go to sit down to record your, like your why, if, if almost everybody who listens, to this has probably heard me recommend Simon Sinex, start with why, um, if not check that out, um, but just sit down in front of a camera. And what I tell people is sometimes it's helpful to like write out the, um, write out like your notes but you don't necessarily have to read them. You just have them kind of fresh in your mind about why do you want to be a photographer? What drives you to be a photographer? Because people are interested to hear why you do what you do, not what you do. And then um, if you're nervous about getting a lot of footage, know that when you're editing it together, the real asset of that exercise is the audio. So you really only need a couple seconds of you looking at the camera and talking because then you can easily... Cut away to uh, slideshow images of you working, of your work, of your actual just images with like a Ken Burns effect, and then your your audio is is playing underneath. And that um, when you're working on something like that, you can you can even just read off script to get some of that audio. And then the same tactic is true when working with your clients to get testimonials. Say like if if they've written one out. If they're really nervous to be on camera, know that you only need like a couple seconds of them looking into the camera. And then after that, you can literally have them read it and then have the video cut to their wedding images, uh, which is, I yeah. think is a really, people start to, not only, I think that's actually better and more engaging to watch, um, but having that real good audio is where you invest your energy. I would spend more time getting good audio than worrying about all of the extra gear. I think perfection is the enemy of profit, right? Is getting things done. Um, just getting it good enough and focusing on audio is, is really where I would invest my time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I, and yeah, when you get, when you get a few of those things, the great side effect of that is that having a few clips like that are great for being able to put post to Instagram stories to, mm. um, you know, to all your social media channels you know, to have a, a, just some stock clips, even small clips that you can use in different ways like that. Um, those go a long way, and so it, it's worth having, you know, spending a little time on getting a few of those things because they can be reused in, in different ways in addition to your site. Totally.
0: I went off on a on a big tangent there. I hope that was helpful, guys. <laughs> I, I get ex- I get excited about video myself too. So let's jump in to the next, what the obvious one, images. What um, what do you recommend? What do you see working? Um, when it comes to how many images you recommend, what types of images? Well
1: yeah. one of the big things that we've noticed as we've seen a lot of sites is that the early on, people feel like the way that they get, you know, their bookings is to show all their work, and you know, so we'll we'll hit a site and it'll have hundreds of images on that homepage, and in addition to making it a little bit you know slower to load, um, it also can be overwhelming to a client who comes there and sees so many different things. And so um we recommend really whittling that down. I mean if you can get your homepage to have even as little as 15, you know, 10, 15 images that are the lights out best favorites, you know, like the the ones that really um say who you are and, and do that in a really really solid way. Those go way farther than someone who gives you a hundred images on their homepage. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, people don't want to weed through all of that and the reality is is that a couple images like 10 images are going to set the tone for what you are like what you are in their mind and who it is that mm-hmm. they're working with and so you know even if you have like the most beautiful image of um you know i don't know a senior portrait but you really want to focus on weddings we even encourage you like hey just make that home page be exactly the thing that you want to do, not necessarily all the things that you can do. Uh, I think that's the danger people fall into is, oh, I can shoot, you know, uh, horses and, um, you know, whatever right, else you right. know, are out there. Mm-hmm. But, but really you want to say, hey, let's focus on those things. Because um, if, if someone sees your work and says, hey, can you do this as well? You can say yes. But, you know, like the thing that you want to really resonate and connect with is that I'm excellent at this particular thing. Even if it's something as 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 narrow as saying I'm I'm excellent at estate weddings or right. backyard weddings or church weddings or whatever like whatever that thing is that you feel like is what you have dialed in, having that displayed in just a couple images um, is is where you want to start. Now, a lot of people are going to want to see a, a whole portfolio of a wedding or something like that. Those things can come later, but when it, yes. when you talk about what the first impression is, it's really paring it down to. A couple, and the, the hard thing I think for photographers is that there's typically a story behind an image. Um, so it might be this emotional experience with a father of the bride, and um, something happened, and it's like, man, this image is powerful because you know that story. The reality is not everyone who you know comes to your site cold has that story in their head, so it's not as powerful to them. And that's where you ha- you need to lean on having other people look at your work and say, okay, here's forty images and tell me the 10 that are the best or which ones resonate, which ones connect um, of these ones and let um, people who, ha- who are not attached to the images give you some feedback on which ones stick out um, as, as the best, because it's going to be really tough to separate those emotions from, from the story behind the image to which ones um, are, are the ones that are going to have the yeah, best. That's a really
0: good point. Yeah. Not, not only do we get attached to the story But if we're only basing the feedback on our clients, some, for those of you that do like in-person sales or in-person reveals, your clients are going to love some of those, those images that have the story, right. That have the father and the bride picture that like, Oh my God, he's, he, he never gets in front of the camera. This is an amazing picture. Like it's going to be amazing for them, but it might not be some of your best work or it might not stand out and pop. So it's, it's adding that second or third, um, reference point, asking a friend, asking other people to take a look at what is, what are the ones that are going to catch people's attention and really attract the, that type of work that you want to do more of really good advice. I'd love to hear yeah. that other I that point. I would, you, go ahead.
1: I would say, you know, like the ones that have that story, I mean, those are great to print and have in your studio because if you're talking to someone in person, you know, like, and yeah. you can tell the story of the image, like man, those things really go a long way. But that that one that's printed on your wall that you can tell the story may not be the right one for your website if you, you can't really tell that story right there. So um, that's where it's really important to isolate uh, what things stand alone really well. You know,
0: so. Absolutely. Um, I want to pick out one of my favorite things you said is that, that you can send a portfolio, the story of a full wedding or a full day or of a full shoot You can send that later. It can be, whether it's on another page of your website or it's Mm -hmm. another somewhere else in another gallery. Um, Your website is designed really to make an amazing first impression. What I've always said is you, if you're leaving people wanting more, that's okay. If they're going, oh my God, these 10 images, every single one is amazing. I want to, I want to see more. That's what you want because you want yes. your your website to, to have them reach out and connect with you in person, whether it's phone, call, email, text, whatever. And then you've got more to dribble out where I think where like, we go back to the beginning of the call, what's really changed is people just don't have the patience to sit and look through all of it, right? And so when yeah. you can spread it out where in the, in the past people used to spend 10, 15 minutes on a website that just doesn't happen anymore. So now (laughs) you can kind of like chunk it out and, and give them just the, the your very, very, very best making that amazing first impression, offering, um, a free guide, free information in exchange for an email address or, um, offering to sit down for a free consultation. Um, and then that's where you follow up. Oh, great. Now that you know, they're getting married in the barn. Then you can send them your best portfolio gallery of of a barn you recently did, and that it becomes a conversation, uh, building trust, etc. Really good yeah. stuff.
1: And and I know we were talking about this a little bit later, but like when it comes to w- what you're trying to think about for blog posts or Bingo, blog posts, that was, that was, that's where I, mean, I was going
0: next. Let's, j- let's just yeah. jump right in there. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so that th- th- you can use, I think that is a good place for a blog. Where you're going to say like. Uh, if you do weddings to, to blog the story so you can, whether it's, it doesn't have to be like all several hundred images, but it can be more images that, that, that start with the beginning of the day, the, 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 the dress reveal, the getting dressed, et cetera, all through the ceremony. Then after to the reception and the dance, and, and so that people can can feel that journey in and how you capture the story of a day. That's better put on a blog post versus on your front page.
1: Yeah, and and likewise the idea of even saying like here's some of the best barns that I've shot, you know, like or things like that, or here's my favorite you know venues, or or here's my favorite florists, or Here's my favorite daisies, or, or like some of those kind of uh, blog posts that um, highlight um, certain areas of your work uh, really allow for people to, you know, who may be searching, you know, especially when you think about Pinterest and pinning different things, there's going to be people that will pin you know, barn weddings or something like that. And all of a sudden, you know, having a blog post that has your best work that is around a theme or a concept, you know, those kinds of things go so, so far for being shareable and uh, pinnable and searchable. And so, um, you know, when it comes to those specific things, that's where I would say, look at content ideas for your blog. Um, and create some things like that. That's
0: really really good advice. So if we pull apart blog to blog or not to blog, um, what are you, what are your recommendations there?
1: Well, what I what I tell people is that I know a lot of very successful photographers that have never written a single blog post. So okay. you know, one is that blog is not required to be successful uh, as a photographer. And, you know, I think what it comes down to is that we all have different marketing channels, marketing avenues that we're going to be using uh, to drive traffic. Some people are really, really great at word of mouth. um, And they'll book up all of their clients through their word of mouth uh, channels. Um, Others are are really great uh, on social media, Instagram, you know, Facebook. Others, they they book so many through there. And then others get organic SEO traffic. Some do paid search traffic. Um, you know, wedding lists, things like that. So there's so many different avenues of where your marketing is going to come from. And a great one that is uh, essentially free and unpaid, um, but but just takes work on your part of actually creating is is blog content. And even producing two blog posts a month um, is going to set you far above so many other people in the industry for organic uh, content that can be searched and get get traffic for so um, if you want to rank higher on google google wants to see content that is useful and that's where it comes back to that thing of yeah you can blog every event that you shoot but that's not going to be as helpful as if you uh, make sure that you're including the venue and the uh, sorry the um the florist and the designer and all those kind of things. that provide other content that people are looking for. Those are the kind of things that create a good blog post. And so um, if you are blogging in a, uh, a particular event, making sure that it has really good content around that event is, is one aspect of that, but then also creating content that people are actually looking for, you know, my favorite venues in Minneapolis or my favorite venues in a specific city or, you know, best weddings at a specific venue or, Things like that, those are the kinds of posts that people who are looking for a particular venue are gonna come across your content uh, when they're looking through that. And so yeah, totally. Um, the, the big thing with blogging is making sure that you're really intentional about the types of content that you're creating that are actually gonna be useful to other people.
0: One of the tips I keep repeating, on I've heard it on a past episode, um, but I think it's so relevant, is just if you, taking the event, a lot of times, uh, couples, especially talking weddings, they choose the venue first. So when you create a blog post title that is about a wedding at that, at the location, um, that is a really good thing that people that will come up in their, their search terms, because whether they're considering that venue or they've already booked that venue and they want to see examples of what the weddings look like. Um, if you've got awesome work of that, of that location, that's going to be really good SEO. I've seen yeah. people who, who do better jobs at that, and will, they'll have their posts rank on Google higher than the actual venue's website. <laughs> <higher than the laughs> yeah. it's pretty cool. So yeah. it's, just, it's just a slower return. Uh, you have to invest the time to do it once or twice a month,
1: and and go from there. Yeah, and I mean once or twice is going to give you definitely a bump in in that content. But then uh, um, if you can do once a week or a couple times a week, you're definitely going to uh, move yourself up on the, um, you know, potential to get better SEO. And and it's one thing to create the content. It's another thing to actually get that content shared because the big thing with SEO is going to be how many people actually link to your content. So once you actually create those articles asking, um, uh, other venues or other, um, you know, the florists or other people involved Mm -hmm. in the wedding to share that post or link to it, uh, from their sites, you know, that's going to be the thing that builds that authority that Google says, Oh, this is something that other people think is valuable. Um, now we really get valuable,
0: really good advice. Awesome. This has been super fun. I've got a couple last minute questions. Um, we've got a cool resource. So real quickly, I want to explain, I want to wrap up, just explaining like the differences and, and some of the things that sticky, um, we've done over the years is all, what I love talking about is other people in technology who also help with marketing. Um, over the, we've been building all kinds of different tools and with sticky folios, we have one page, really simple purpose built one page sites for like, if you want to do a mini session or a build a wedding website for a couple or something like that. Um, some people have even used it to do a simple one-page portfolio site. And I tell people, they're like, they'll they ask us, like, Nate, you guys do websites? I can use my website with sticky folios? I was like, well, yes and no. Like, if you have nothing today, then sure, you can whip together a sticky folio site in a day. But if you want, the, the thing about sticky folios is it's very template, it's very rigid. You cannot drag and move things around. You can change the order, but it's very limited, but for reason, because I want these small one-off projects to, to be super quick for people to do. Whereas your homepage, depending on where you're at in your business, I think it's worth your time to invest in hiring a designer or really digging in and making that, that first impression, um, something that's going to last for a long time. And that is what show it does in spades where you guys, you guys have had several versions over the years. What was it like to build this latest one that, which is like super, super versatile.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, our, our journey has been one of, you know, we started 12 years ago. Flash was where things were at. And so we, we built this uh, product that was all built around flash and um, it was awesome. And then the iPhone came out and then, uh, Steve Jobs had n- no flash on the iPhone, and all of a sudden, flash took a took a beating, and uh, you know is is on the on death march as as we speak. I mean, it's uh, practically gone, and yeah. uh, and in in that we we learned a lot of what people liked, and and realized, hey, we we have an opportunity to build something that will be, um, you know, I think it has some of those pieces of a, of a Photoshop flair where you really have that creative creative control and and are someone who can um, create exactly what you want to look look like um, so we we went out and we built show Up five and it's built around html5 and um, and then we looked at where we were at with WordPress and said you know WordPress powers like a third of the internet and it's a great platform with so many plugins and features and things like that that you can do but it's you know for anyone who's spent time on wordpress it can be pretty frustrating to actually design and create um, a look of a site that you you really love and so we said you know i think we can figure something out that will work here and 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 make this the type of tool that photographers would like and so um, with show five we introduced uh, the ability to produce a wordpress theme uh, straight from the builder so in addition to building your site you can actually build the wordpress theme it, and we do the hosting for WordPress and so taking all that off of uh, the photographer's hands and not have to worry about um, all those security issues and all the things that, that um, can plague WordPress and WordPress hosting. Uh, and we brought that into a single product so you can uh, easily uh, have all the power of WordPress, you know, creating content and indexing it and all those things that are really important while also having a, uh, um, an amazing website that looks how you want it to look so
0: cool. That's a perfect I think it's a perfect combination of uh your what you guys are awesome at and then leveraging an existing platform and having them play really nicely together because there's a lot of complexity that comes in comes along with running your own WordPress site also. You guys have yeah. taken a lot of that complexity away.
1: Yeah, and and one of the things I think that is tough about WordPress is that um when you get into WordPress, it's open source and so no one really supports WordPress if that makes sense because right. like you know, it's just, yeah, it's free. But then with that being free, you also are stuck with this like, I don't know who to ask when I have a problem you know, or, or why well, I don't understand something. And so um, that's one of the things that our support team is, is excellent at is helping out with WordPress. And so um, we get a lot of our support comes around people wanting to understand more about WordPress or, Trying to do something that's a little bit more complex in WordPress or things like that. Um, you know, it's, it's a great and powerful, powerful platform and we're hoping to, um, marry that with some better support so that you can um, actually get things done that you want to get done. So.
0: That's huge. Very cool. This has been super enlightening. Uh, thanks you. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to share some of these great tips with everybody. Um, one last tip we we skipped over is make sure you put your city and the cities you want to work in on your website <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> right yeah uh, yeah and and I would even say uh, uh, with with that city I, I don't think I mentioned that wherever in Arizona our show at offices uh, and um, one of the things that we've seen with successful photographers and their businesses is being around other photographers and really building those connections and Um, a real support because it can be a pretty lonely business Uh, sometimes spending a lot of time behind a screen editing photos or or trying to uh, market and that kind of thing and and it's hard to have um, to know where to go and I think there's great Facebook groups and things like that 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 help provide some of that community and connection but it doesn't really uh, do the same as actually being face-to-face with others that are struggling in your industry and and working with it and learning together, and um, so we host a conference out in in uh, Tempe, Arizona, in November every year called United, and um, we we always love to invite photographers who are looking to make those connections.
0: Every year, it looks, Every year looks like it's the coolest party happening in our industry. <laughs> I really, really want to. I'm. We're doing our best to find a way for
1: us to go out there this year. It just looks like. a Yeah, wild. we'd love to have you out there. Yeah, and it, I mean it is sold out for this uh, November, uh, but um, definitely. Um, you can still, um, sign up to get more info and they get on the list. It's kind of kind of
0: of yeah. The best way to learn more, I think guys is Todd's given us this really cool resource. We'll put the link in the show notes. It's show slash guide. And he's got this really cool download five keys to a successful photography website. Yeah. Um, if we actually have a guide we've done before, but I like this one too. There's always more to learn. Um, and this is a really good free guide and you, it'll get you on the show at list to learn more about building your own awesome website and being part of the show at community. Um, Todd, man, this is awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on here. It's
0: great. Uh, well, you have a good rest of your day.
1: All right. Thank you. Have a good day. You. Cheers.